Well, the fam is back together. We got everyone here, and we are pumped and excited to be talking about movies, and especially about one movie collective production studio brand in particular, A24 Films. Yay! <laughs> um, the hype is real, guys. The hype is real. Um, but anyhow, you got me, Casey, and we got Josh. How's it going, man? What is up, guys? I am super pumped to be able to be talking about A24 movies with you guys. One of the best production companies out there. One of the most, some of the most amazing movies to watch. So I'm pretty excited. Well, it's good, good, good. Vince, how have you been, my friend? I'm, I'm all right. Um, before we go anywhere, I just have to ask, is it pronounced A24 or A24? Because I've heard it pronounced both ways. I don't know. I've always okay. heard A24, but there's probably not a, a wrong answer. Unless it's like we're saying this and it's actually A24. <laughs> I've always said A24 too, but I was listening to a podcast a while back, a while, while back, and he was he kept saying A24. And I was like, that sounds kind of cool. A24? Yeah, I dig it. Let's take a look here. It actually, like the first thing that I typed in, how is A24? And it said pronounced. And I was like, ooh. Um. Yeah, it doesn't say. A twenty four, it is. A twenty four, it is. And if <laughs> and if we're wrong, just let us know. Who knows? Find out new things <laughs> every day. But in, in essence, like a little while ago, Josh sent a like a message to me, and he was like, "Hey, like look at this rad stuff that A twenty four is doing, essentially." And with a lot of their props and and things from their movies, right, Josh? So essentially, they're they're auctioning off props and products right now to like donate to charity, right? Is that that's what they're doing in essence, right? Yeah, exactly. So right now they're having something that's called a twenty four um, attic auction, and basically what it is is a twenty four is looking at a lot of their old stuff and props that they've got in storage. And they're saying, hey, we don't really need this. And we know that you guys would probably think it would be cool to have it. And so we're going to auction them off in benefit of different like hospitals and health organizations and charities and different things like that to, to help people who really need it in these times. So sort of one week at a time, they're, they're auctioning off stuff from different movies, um, just some of their props, so the original thing. So this week, you've got you know, some stuff from Euphoria, which I didn't know, but Euphoria was also actually made by A24, even though it's a TV show that's on Of course HBO. it was. <laughs> that that shows like, that oh. show's freaking incredible. I loved it. <laughs> so they're auctioning off some stuff from um, that, like the Cowabunga skateboard, I guess. I haven't seen it, so I don't know about that one. What's that from, mid-20s? That's from, oh, actually, probably, because I'm just looking at it, and I thought it was from Euphoria. That's probably from mid-20s, yeah. Mid-90s, yeah, mid sorry. It's Steve's Skateboard from mid-90s, and I don't know if you guys have watched that film, but it was phenomenal. Yeah, it's really good. If you're, if you're a skater kid, you knew the thing right there. You were like, this is the weird thing of like trying to get in and become a skater. I don't think anyone was ever that friendly to me, but still kind of a badass show. <laughs> it's freaking crazy. They've got that would be so cool. much. I would, I would like that one. I know, that'd be insane. They've got, like, the coolest girl in the world time capsule from 8th grade. They've got the the heirloom doormat from Hereditary that says Annie on it. And, you know, you can get these things all yourself if you just have, you know, like $7,000 to pay for yeah. that 
that doormat, it can be your new doormat. The original the original doormat from Hereditary, yours for a low, low price of $7,000 is the current bid. So who knows what it will be <laughs> in 12 days when it ends. But they've also got so much stuff over the ne- course of the next few weeks that they're doing. They've got 10 items from Midsommar that they're auctioning off. Like just, I've heard Ariana Grande is like wanting, without doubt, that freaking like the May Queen dress. The May Queen dress, it's so crazy. Like the original May Queen dress, crown and all, they're auctioning off. They're auctioning off the hammer, you know, that hammer from that one scene. Just the dress that she wears most of the time. All of that stuff. It's insane stuff from the lighthouse, stuff from Uncut Gems. It's Super crazy. If I was rich, I would definitely be bidding because that would be so cool to own that stuff. Could you mm-hmm. imagine like having an original prop from one of these movies? It would be so amazing. So I like to look at it from time to time to see, hey, maybe people forgot about A24 and I can get one of these for only like a couple hundred bucks. But that is obviously impossible. But it's nice to see. And it's very cool that they're doing this for such a good cause in this time of need for everyone. Yeah, I, I actually like pulled up their auction website, essentially, and here's kind of where all the funds are going to. And you might have covered this slightly, but I think it's just a solid and quality read right here. So essentially, it says an auction to benefit New York City Health and Hospitals. And the NYC Health and Hospitals is the largest public care system in the United States. NYC Health and Hospitals manages a workforce of over 42 thousand employees in the front lines of the coronavirus crisis and donations will directly support doctors nurses and others other healthcare workers by providing meals packaged groceries hotel rooms laundry service and scrubs for these heroic workers like that's that's freaking rad like i don't care who you are like right now like this is such a big unknown um and there are so many people who can't even go home because of what they're trying to do at work and so it's just pretty rad that they have the opportunity to receive a little bit of a handout from like a, a major movie studio that has like kind of like snuck in to Hollywood and said, I'm making my mark. Here we go. <laughs> you know? And so they make films that stand out. And so they're doing a standout service. So I think that's super rad. I just want some stuff. Do any of you guys have like 10 grand I can borrow? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I wish. Well, well, with this, like we kind of thought we would kind of run into and kind of like kind of go over the list of mid 90s films that we've seen and then A24 run into. Films. Yeah. Like what if we watched many of these films, like I created a list, I think I have seven and then I have a 24 films that I want to see. And then I set up a top three as well, which I hope is what we can all do together kind of here. And so, Josh, do we, can we kind of start out with you, man? Yeah, for sure. I look at the list of A24 movies and I like get angry at myself. There's just so many that I want to see and so few that I actually have. Because I look at them and I see it and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good movie. And oh yeah, that's a good movie as well. And I just keep going and I'm like, goodness gracious, mm-hmm. these are all amazing. Um, but as far as the ones I have seen... I was just going uh, through the list earlier, like sort of noting the ones I had seen. I've seen uh, The Spectacular Now, The Lobster. Um, I haven't seen all of Moonlight, which is awful of me, especially because of you know how good it is and how I haven't seen well it regarded it is. I mean, it freaking won an Oscar for Best Picture, and I just <laughs> haven't watched it yet. Mahershala Ali's amazing, and I just haven't even done it. I'm the worst. Um, 
Lady Bird, Eighth Grade, Midsommar, uh, The Farewell, Uncut Gems, I believe is my list. Oh, The Florida Project as well. That's my list of ones I've seen. And as far as like ones that I want to see, there's like too many for me to say. It's all just like, oh, sorry, Room. My bad. Room is like one of the biggest ones that I love. It's on there. Um, as far as ones I want to see, there's like, I have never seen Ex Machina. Um, Green Room, Moonlight, obviously I need to finish. Um, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer here is amazing. Disaster Artist. I haven't watched Hereditary. I know, right? Except for I did, like, when we said we were going to do this, I knew I wanted to for a while. I did, also to add to my list, I did watch The Witch for the first time two days ago. So, very cool. Uh, Last Black Man in... It's good. The Last Black Man in San Francisco, The Lighthouse, all of these things I just wish I could see, you know? So... Mm -hmm. Sorry, I know that was a long list, but that's basically how I how I feel. There's there's a few that I have seen, but there's so many that I haven't seen that I really want to really bad. Josh, what do you think A24 is doing that's really making them stand out and making people like you and I want to see these films or that they make such like a, I don't know, an impact, they like stand out? What do you think is the reason or how are they doing that? A24 makes sure that directors can have their own vision and that they can accomplish their dream, right? So they let them make the movie that they're wanting to make. And they worried so much less about mainstream Hollywood and mainstream audiences because they want to do what they can to make their money, right? It's obviously still a business, but they want to make sure that the stories get told in the right way. And so many of these have strange endings or weird moments that just make you feel in shock and awe, but that's sort of what movies are about. And so even if it would upset some of the people who would watch it and some, you know, people who maybe don't look like as far into movies would be like, Oh, like that was stupid. I don't like this. They let them, they let the stories be told their way. They look deep into characters. They have crazy weird stories. It's all, it's all very cool and just it makes the rest of us just be in awe of exactly what's going on. Yeah. I would also say that they're, they're not afraid to take a risk. Like a lot of these big, you know, universal WB, all these big brand names that are putting so much money into their movies and so scared that one, you know, movie, one failure will just lose them all this money. I, I scroll through A24's movie list and there's so many just like amazing movies in here. And then there's some some that I've never heard of before that look, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really know the story of them, but they're just kind of look quirky, weird. And that's the thing about A24 is just like they are not scared to let the, like you said, Josh, the, let the directors do their thing and take the risks and it pays off. I mean, they've got, what, two Oscar winning movies i think in their list with room and moonlight is that what you said well so Maybe room more, didn't win oh nominated at least then yeah it was definitely not they've got a lot of nominated ones mm-hmm. at least i believe so i'd have to check it again but moonlight for sure won and room was nominated for a lot and brie larson uh won the best actress academy award for that one so yeah so at least two but that's the yeah. thing with them is they, they like they see these like creatives and they just let them run wild just like josh said they're just not afraid to take take the risks on them i mean 
I, I scrolled through, I just typed in A24 movies into Google and it has a popular A24 movie list. And like, I scrolled through this. It's like Life of Life, uh, Life After Beth, Spring Breakers, Locke, um, The Spectacular Now, The Bling Ring, uh, Free Fire, uh, Green Room, Ex Machina, just, just one after the next, just amazing movies. And then between there, there's a couple of just like random ones I've never seen, but I've I've heard of like end of the end of tour, Amy, like they're all over Netflix and these other uh, streaming services. I just had no idea that they were a 24, but that's the thing is like all their movies. I, I think there's only been one and that I haven't really liked. And that was life after Beth. I didn't really love, but every other one has been like super impressive to me and I've absolutely loved them. And a 24 has become a name in the industry that you just kind of trust. At least I do. As soon as, as soon as a trailer comes on and it says a 24 at the beginning, I'm like, okay, I'm in like, I'm going to watch this. I'm hundred percent focused. This is going to be another amazing movie. And the same thing. If you're like in the theater, if somehow you didn't know beforehand, you can get pumped as soon as you see that. Cause I, when we went to go see Midsommar, I was kind of, you know, off of what we were doing or whatever. But when, we went and A24 popped up at the beginning. I was like, oh crap, I didn't know that. And I was like, I'm even so much more excited for this right now. It got me so hyped. And real quick on the, on the, uh, the subject of the trailers, sometimes A24's trailers are as good, if not better than the movie themselves. Um, shout out to Hereditary's trailer, which is one of the all-time best trailers I think I've ever seen. Especially, I guess I'm saying like their horror movie trailers are just incredible because Hereditary's is so good. Midsummer's is so good. Like I went back before we started this uh, podcast and was just like watching some of these old trailers. Whoever they have doing these is just incredible. The Witches trailer is so good. There's one called, um, uh, shoot, I forgot the name of it. Uh, it Comes at Night. Did you guys see It Comes at Night? I was trying to figure out if I have watched that film because it sounds so familiar. Mm -hmm. But I looked at it and read the synopsis. I was like, nope, apparently not. So it's on my list, actually, of something I'm going to watch as yeah. soon as possible because it looks so good. It comes at night. It's it's great. Um, I did feel a little misled by the trailer, and I think I honestly enjoyed the trailer more than I liked the actual movie. Um, so just just know that going into it. Uh, I would say don't even watch the trailer. Watch the movie first and then go back and watch the trailer and let me know what you think. But like, yeah, even free like mid nineties captures that nineties feel so well. Eighth grade like captures that feel so well in the trailer. Like it, just in the trailer. Like everything that A twenty four does that has their hands in it almost always pays off. I mean, they do have their failures. I looked and looked at their uh, Rotten Tomatoes list, and they do have some rottens in there too. But their their uh, their good ones stand out so high that they're just they've made themselves such a trustworthy production company. I, I totally up, agree. I looked up on A twenty four's Wikipedia page, and it says so far because they were uh, founded in two thousand twelve. In 2013, so far they've received 25 Academy Award nominations. So wow. over the course of like seven years having 25 so like three or four each year that's crazy mm. it says so like one of its best years was 2016 when they won so brie larson won best actress for room they won best documentary feature for amy they won best visual effects for ex machina and then the next year was when moonlight went and just won a ton of stuff yeah 
which is That's good. Awesome. A lot of people were very mad because this year there was either no nominations or next to no nominations for A24 in the Oscars, and people thought there was a lot of snubs there. But Yeah, didn't everybody think that uh, Uncut Gems was going to be in the running for a bunch of stuff? Yeah, well, they did, but it was not. <laughs> At that Adam Sandler snub? The Sandman snub. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Casey? What are... What are some more of your thoughts about A24 and some of the movies you have seen and, and want to see? Well, I'll kind of go through the films that I've I've watched um, and then the films I want to watch. Uh, I made a quick list of that and then kind of give a few of my thoughts as far as that goes. So the films I've watched, obviously, Midsummer, uh, Midsommar, I'm like super obsessed with it. I think it's just a very fascinating play on like light and dark and color and how some of the scariest things that we experience just are happening out in the bright light of everyday life. You know, I think that's kind of rad on top of that mid nineties, kind of just like the skating film of my youth. Um, just reminded me of being a kid and like getting a skateboard and going to the little city skate park we had and wanting to be cool. Um, hereditary, which freaked me out. Uh, fun fact, some of it was filmed in park city, which I think is super rad. Uh, you got lady bird, which yeah, lady bird is good. Yeah, Lady Bird was way good. The Killing of a Sacred Deer. I can't say I actually watched the whole thing. I fell asleep and would wake up in parts of it. My wife watched the whole thing. She's like, this was just a weird story. And the way that it was shot and done was just such an interesting thing in the way the characters are. I think that I would go back and watch that one anytime just because of just how weird and quirky that was. But like I said, I didn't finish it. So I can't be like, oh, this is the greatest film ever. But it was a good film. And then The Witch, uh, which is one of my all-time favorite, like, kind of, like, historical timepiece thrillers. I think it was really good. And then Room, which was, I believe, the first A24 film that my wife and I ever watched. She kind of was like, hey, we should watch this film. It's about this girl that gets kidnapped and the, the consequences of it. And that's what I knew. And then, holy crap, what an amazing performance by Brie Larson, kind of like we've said and just all around like the little boy i forget what his name is that actor but he's just so good um the the way that they present movies is just outstanding i think that like you guys have both said they don't really care as much i feel like about like taking a risk as much as putting out a quality piece of art and a quality experience to so many people because all of us love movies that kind of take a risk but not very many studios actually are willing to take those risks all the time. So I have to like put the hand up, beautiful play and color, smart directors, yada, yada, yada. A24 is like killing it from what I've seen. A24 films I genuinely want to watch. I want to watch The Disaster Artist really bad. Yeah, I need- <laughs> Just because it looks outstandingly funny, but also terrible. I, I need to know. see the original movie first before I watch it. The Room? Yeah, I, both of them have been like up high on my to-watch list, but I don't want to do it by myself. You know, That's one that you have to watch with people. Well, maybe we should do like I'll pull my TV out and put it like on the window and you and I can sit six feet apart and just watch them from my like living room with our AirPods or like from my front porch with our my AirPods or something. There I don't we go. know. <laughs> and then Uncut Gems is on my list. I think that Adam Sandler for so much of my childhood was this like quirky, goofy dude who you just couldn't quite understand like where his ideas were coming from. Like some of his movies 
I can quote them on a daily basis and people just aren't getting them because Adam Sandler isn't as much of the comedian as he used to be. Right. Um, but him starring in this has really been quite the beautiful thing. Uh, it comes at night. Like I said, I thought I'd seen it. Nope. I have not seen it. Most definitely need to watch it. And then I wrote down so many more just because, you know, Vince, you told me I should watch the euphoria series um, a while ago and like just a bunch of different things. And so I just want to kind of go down the list and just read the synopsis and say, that's what I'm watching. Click and go for it. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that, like I said, A24, they're making a smart direction based off of what Josh just told us about being founded in 2012 and now having, what, 20 some odd Oscar nominations and, and what they've won. Like, they're not afraid to crank out good stuff and bad stuff and anything in between that we all seem to enjoy so maybe they're just going to be like a24 is going to be like the next like cult film paradise studio at, in after 15 20 years but they're going to be quality cult films i think um shout out some of them that i feel like don't get enough attention but are really good films um first one is free fire again with brie larson it's got a very tarantino-esque feel to it but it's more of an action film than a. Uh, it's kind of like a Tarantino film where everything takes place in one room and then it just like devolves into this big action sequence and it's really fun and really, really good. It's also got the guy from District 9. Um, I can't remember his name ever, but he's a lot of fun. Uh, Are you talking the guy who becomes the alien? Yeah, yeah. Ah. Charto Copley, I think his name is or something yeah, like Charto that. Yeah, Charto Copley, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's got Army Hammer in it. It's got um, Cillian Murphy in it. Like it's It's got a great cast. It's a lot of fun. Uh, eighth Grade is an amazing amazing movie um about a girl in middle school and what that's like to be you know really really good uh when it comes to horror hereditary midsummer best two of the best horror movies in my opinion ever made also they have a movie called green room that's really good starring sir patrick um stewart Stewart. as the villain of the movie and it's it's freaking good um it's gory uh, it's about a punk rock band who go to a um, kind of a Nazi concert venue and end up getting trapped in there. And it's very violent and it's very, very, very good. And then there was one called Locke um, starring Tom Hardy. It's the most interesting one, I think, out of all of them I've seen. I've seen a lot of their movies. And Locke, Locke is literally just Tom Hardy driving around in his car. And different shots of him in his car or, you know, the camera shooting a car around him. And it's just him having conversations with people on the phone. That sounds really, really bad for a movie. But it's it's very intriguing. Like like the conversation, conversations that he has on the phone, the balance that he's having to have of his work life versus his personal life and the drama going on and the decisions that he's making and and the way that they have each conversation kind of like go into the next one without it getting boring at all. It's it's really good and it's really worth a watch if you want something really different that's very character focused. Like it's focused on him and his life and that's it. There's no flash, there's no bang. It's just a story about one guy and his few hours in the car at night. And Tom Hardy's amazing. He's an incredible actor. The story's really interesting and intriguing. You want to find out what's going to happen, you know, with each conversation. You're just kind of like, what is what is happening and what's going to, how's this going to all going to pay off? It's worth checking out. 
and that's just four of the like unmentioned, you know, the 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 movies that don't get enough attention that are actually really really good in their in their list. I I'm pumped. When you say Sir Patrick, um, are we talking the guy who is Picard? Yeah, he's uh, a he's a knight. Yes. I I think so. <laughs> did I did I misquote that? I believe he is. I can fact check it, but I am like ninety percent sure that is the case. No, yeah. I just think that's tight. I I I never realized how many folks are actually like knighted by the queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know, Vince. Do you have a list of films that you kind of like? You're like these were my favorites. Or uh, I guess have you? Did you kind of go through the ones you've watched yet? I'm sorry. I, I mean, like I've seen so like, many of them. Like I could I could go through this like popular list on uh on Google. Uh-huh. Um, but I I like I said when I see a twenty four. I, it automatically goes on my list of, of movies to see, you know? So, like, I've seen Hereditary, 8th Grade, Mid-90s, um, Midsummer, It Comes at Night, uh, Lady Bird, Good Times, um, The Witch, Swiss Army Man, Room, Ex Machina, Green Room, Free Fire, uh, The Bling Ring, The Spectacular Now, Locke, and spring breakers life after and life after beth and i think that's all of them on this like popular a24's list that i've seen spring mm-hmm. breakers would have been my very first one that i saw is back that the one where they kind of like who is it who's like riffraff looking it's james franco yeah he's playing this like hood rat and the <laughs> again the trailer's great um what is what is the quote from it? Spring break forever. You know, it's, it's like I saw that and I was like, James Franco in this weird thing with a really pretty cast. <laughs> I'm trying to say that nicely. Like, it's they they are really pretty. Um, it's just it's a really interesting movie, and that's that's a twenty four in general. They're all just very interesting and different from each other, and different from everything else that's coming out, and like. There's so, like just like you. There's so many movies on here that I didn't realize were a twenty four um, that that have been on my list for a long time. Mississippi Grind is one of them. Uh, um, Under the shoot, what's it called? Under the Skin is one of them that I've been wanting to see. The End of Tour is one of them. Amy, I, that documentary that you talked about that's been out for a long time, I've been wanting to see. The Lobster, I've heard you guys talking about recently. I didn't realize that was an A24, so that automatically jumped up on my list. I just heard it was weird. Hot Summer Nights keeps getting promoted to me on streaming that I've been wanting to see. Disaster Artist, Under the Silver Lake, uh, A Ghost Story. I remember seeing that trailer in theaters and thinking that looked interesting. The Farewell is up there, one of the top of my list. The Lighthouse is up there, top of my list. Just And there's another, there's a new one coming out here soon. Um starring the guy from Slumdog Millionaire. I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's uh, The Green Knight. That's what it's called. That looks yeah. really interesting, too. So, like, keep it up, A24. You're the best. <laughs> I think they're they're crushing it. Well, let's kind of let's jump into just one quick... Um, we're going to do some lists of our top three, essentially, films that we've seen of A24. So I'll go first. Here are my top three A24 films. Number three, as much as I love it and talk about it all the time, Midsummer is number three. I've watched it the most of any A24 films and all of that. So number two, 
is the witch. Like I said, scary as freak to me. I'm a little bit superstitious. In the witch, they use all of like the older textile while they're speaking. And so it almost feels as if you're back there in like the 1600s. And then my number one film from A24 is The Room. So, or just Room, I guess, not anything else, but it's his room. favorite film, but he doesn't even know the title. Well, actually, like on my list up in the regular thing, I have it as Room. And then when I put it in my top three list, I wrote The Room. So that's where I'm at. So, Room is right there. So, those are my top three. Um, Josh, you want to lay out yours? Yes, definitely. So I had to think long and hard about this because it was very difficult. Even though I haven't seen as many as I would like, there's so many good ones. And it's just hard to condense it down to a top three. But I was finally able to do it. Um, Number three for me is The Florida Project. Have either of you guys seen that one? No, it's another one that's like in my Netflix list. And I see it every day that I look through it. (sighs) It's so good. I know it, it could be on Netflix too. I don't know. I know for sure it is on Prime Video right now. Oh, maybe so that's where got, I see it. I can't remember. If you've got One Prime of those streaming lists. <laughs> yeah, you can check it out. Basically what it is, it's it's, it's called like a, a slice of life kind of feature where it just cuts in and you get to see a little bit of the life of these people who are just, you know, sort of desperate for money who live in a motel that's on the highway that goes to Disney World in Orlando. And it's just gorgeously shot. There's so many beautiful colors, and that's so prominent throughout the film. Willem Dafoe is in it as the the top like supporting actor, and he is incredible. The entire movie is just amazing, and what it makes you think about and everything is it's incredible. So the Florida Project is definitely a good one to check out if you haven't. Uh, number two for me is Room, and Room just blew me away the very first time I saw it I literally was just it was one of the first I was just sitting at home one Saturday I was cleaning up some stuff and after doing some chores I was like I should watch something I jumped on Netflix and I saw Room and I was like oh I think I I saw this on some sort of like Oscars list for a while ago I should, you know, check it out. It looks cool. It has Brie Larson. I like her. She's cool. And I watched it and it just blew me away. Just completely knocked my socks off watching that and just thinking about that extreme reality of being outside of a place where you've literally grown up in one one single location for years and years and then leaving that. And it, it blew me away because... Um, maybe like mini spoilers for room. You can plug your ears if you don't want to listen. How how fast in the movie they were out of captivity. I thought it was going to be all you know in captivity, and then when they get to the the end, they escape or something like that. I was so intrigued. I was confused at first, and then I saw why they did it, and I thought it was incredible that so much of the movie was about the life after an experience like that you know and and coping and dealing with it and brie larson was amazing deserved every bit of the academy award that she won for it and then my number one and if you guys know me it probably shouldn't be too much of a surprise is the lobster the lobster is a weird ass movie but i freaking love it the lobster is yorgos lanthimos that directed it he also directed uh the favorite and a few other ones um Lobster is such a strange movie. It's about people in a world, like a realistic 
or not a realistic sorry it's about like a future world where like people need to um like be in relationships and if you're not in a relationship you get turned into an animal and so yeah that's like definitely a super weird premise but it has definitely interesting to say things to say about the world we live in today and how society views like relationships and just different things like that and it's very weird very interesting and it's and it's also at times like action packed like i love every single minute of the lobster so doesn't he play with color really well oh he plays with color amazingly they're in this hotel and a lot of it can be very like mono or how would you say like bichromatic because there's a lot of like like just like two color things but then they also do when he whenever he's able to sort of escape this society there's more color and stuff like that it is just it's incredible all around it's it's so amazing so interesting it can be hard to watch at times for sure but i was blown away by it as well so amazing rad sauce there we go love it vince what about you you got a top three list for us yeah, I've been trying to decide what my number three is, and I I don't know. Uh, I is definitely a tiebreaker? It, it's it's a tiebreaker between a lot of them. Like I love Green Room, <laughs> I love Dex Machina, I love Eighth Grade, I love The Witch. You know, like I just I don't know if I could choose a number three, but I definitely have a number two and a number one, and I think mm-hmm. you guys could pretty easily guess what they are. Um, they they because I think that uh, it's a lot of people's. Uh, Ari Aster is an incredible horror director. He is so ahead of everyone with the exception of maybe, um, uh, what's the dude that did Get Out? I just spaced his name. Jeez. Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, yeah. Jordan Peele's horror movies are so smart too, but Ari Aster makes movies that stick with you and make you like feel, just feel something, you know? From Midsummer, which would be my number two, which is like you said, Casey, this light movie, this horror movie shot in complete bright colors uh, or, or a complete daylight with bright colors and still makes you feel just like, not not dirty, but makes you feel just like that, that feeling of just like horror, you know? But Hereditary is easily my number one. I think Hereditary is probably my favorite horror movie ever made. Um, it's, it's scary. The trailer's incredible. Um, it sits with you. It's rewatchable. There's so much stuff going on in the background, so it makes it more fun to see stuff going on. Um, the the performances are incredible. I can't remember the main act- actress's name in that movie, but she deserved an Oscar for that movie. Um, and was I don't even think she got nominated. Just completely snubbed. Uh, I think her name is oh, it's Tony Collette. That's her name. Just, we got to work incredible on those. We got to yeah. work on those sort of things about the horror genre just getting completely snubbed in so many categories. I wanted Florence mm-hmm. Pugh so bad to get nominated for mm-hmm. her performance in Midsommar. And I was glad that she got it for for Little Women because she definitely deserved something. She had an incredible year, but I think she got completely destroyed and snubbed by Midsommar by the Oscars. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so yeah, just my number one. Hereditary, number two, Midsummer, number three, all the rest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it's just kind of crazy how good these films all are that you have to like really sit down and make that kind of 
like list and you're like i'm undecided vince i think you're right there like there were it, it took me a while to be like this is what it is and like not choosing some films was like but these aren't bad films yeah and by only doing a top three it's kind of hard to say you know oh hey this is a conclusive list where we're just like this top three because most of us like you've seen a lot of them but like i haven't seen i think i've seen what like 10 movies max of a24 so i can't really make a bigger list than three without being like they're all my favorite this is why i wanted to do it <laughs> well that's the thing is like all of them with the exception of midsummer the witch and hereditary i love for different reasons because they're completely different movies you know those three that i just mentioned are all, ho- all horror movies and i really love the horror genre but like eighth grade and mid 90s are coming coming of age tales and ladybird too you know and then like the farewell is completely different than any of those um ghost story too. moonlight like they have just this broad um library of films that they're just not focusing on one thing they just they're just telling good stories from across every genre so it makes it hard to choose you know yeah i agree that's hard well josh any other thoughts on what a24 is doing their films like what what's something like i guess here before we go like one moment from one A24 film you've seen that's really stood out to you. Like, what do you feel like is one moment from a movie where you're like, holy crap, that just happened? Or, whoa, that really had an impact on me. If you need a second, uh, I have one right off the top of my head. Go go for it, Vince. I'll make sure I have the right one in mind. The entire Swiss Army Man movie. <laughs> that's got daniel radcliffe in it doesn't it it's got daniel radcliffe in it and he plays a dead man and in the trailer he is just it's uh you should watch that trailer if you haven't seen anything about swiss army man it's a weird 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 movie about a man who's suicidal well i I don't even want to get into it it's it's a weird movie and daniel there's lots of fart fart jokes in it um you know, he uses Daniel Radcliffe's dead corpse, speaking dead corpse body to ride across the ocean using his farts as a way to propel them across the ocean. You know, it's just like you see something like that and you don't forget it. You know what I mean? And that the entire movie, Swiss Army Man, it's not my favorite of their list of, of their library, but it's it's definitely unique. And uh, it like you won't forget it like it's there's nothing like swiss army man but i so i also have to say swiss army man is actually really deep like it's full of weird stuff like that like weird farts and stuff like that but it's actually a pretty deep movie with a very interesting message so it's it's definitely worth checking out well when you bring up like the 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 depth and kind of what you kind of went into lightly like the suicidal guy and then like i I know that in the darkest times of my life, the weirdest things are just so funny to me and I thoroughly enjoy and love them. So it's just, I'll I'll look forward to it. I'll add it to more up higher on my list. Josh, do you got a moment uh, in an A24 film that just like shock and awe you? Uh, Yeah. So I think for me, I would just say one that definitely took me just off guard and blew me away was in room definitely spoilers big spoilers here so if you want to check it out which i highly recommend just like skip forward like 30 seconds do it <laughs> the part in room where he he finds his mom unconscious in the back room bathroom after attempting to commit suicide just that entire sequence just blew me away and brie larson and that boy just amazing actors i found him real quick his name is jacob tremblay he deserves a shout out so amazing. that guy right there he's a good actor amazing amazing work so 
I'll just leave it at that. Cool. Uh, and for me, like, I'm not going to lie to either of you. Hereditary was just a whole lot of holy crap. What is going on for me? It was just pure madness. Uh, just one thing that I have to call out. And it's like the brother is going to a party and the sister sticks her head out the window and that's where the whole story takes a woohoo turn. So there you have it. Uh, for me, that was it in Hereditary. And there's there's so much else that we can talk about. But let's just kind of close out our uh, A24 podcast. Like we like we said, they are doing a kind of like a big piece for charity. Like each auction from each film actually goes to something different. They did a little bit more research. So that's super rad. We love their films. We think they're doing something amazing, wonderful, and great. And so that's it. That's the podcast. We done it. We made a list and uh, great to have all of the team here and uh, we will catch you next time. Find us on YouTube, wherever podcasts can be found Instagram. We're playing with some fun stuff there too. So as per usual, fans, friends, family, mom, you rock. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks.